And welcome back to Fave This. We took a little break. We collected ourselves, but we've come back. Fave This, a podcast about fandom, internet culture, video games. I'm Gita Jackson, and I'm joined by Patricia Hernandez. Hey, Gita. I, you know, we always joke that it's been like a million years from like morning to now, but like it genuinely <laughs> feels like a lot has changed. Like uh, North Korea and South Korea are no longer at at war. That's so. You crazy. know, that's not something that I would have guessed the last time that we were on this <laughs> podcast. I like feel like I live in a different reality than the one I lived in from this morning. And it's super weird. It's super weird. But we're here to talk about video games. Yeah. That's where I go now. Specifically, uh, Fortnite, which we were just talking about on split screen. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, you yeah. should tune in. But we, we were... have a, a, a story. You have so a story. I finally tried Fortnite because my roommate came back from her trip to, uh, she went to Colorado, I think, somewhere. Um, and she came back and she was like, Gita, can we play Fortnite? And this was the first time my roommate had expressed any interest at all in playing video games. So I was like, hell yeah. And I brought the PS4 into the living room and ate shit immediately several times and then my roommates were both like i think we get it now i don't think we need to play anymore but in a couple so of in their times, minds it's the g- video game in which you eat shit yeah, yeah basically okay. that's what okay. they've decided it is I- i'm determined to get good at it so they can see what it looks like to actually play fortnite mm-hmm. um but i have i'm taking a break from it for now because i got god of war but yeah when i played uh and i was trying to learn how to play and eating shit you know i'm not great at shooters but i try um one of the first games that happened to me I got shot really, really early on. There's someone like some like someone just like caught me off guard, and then as I was dying, they stood over me, and then they did the the take the L dance, and I just got like so like rip shitting mad. I was like <laughs> so angry, and, like I it felt so rude. Yeah, it's uh. So we started talking about this a little bit in DMs about how. It's interesting that so much of the identity of this game in the public lives on through the dances. Like, I swear to God, I was uh, walking to get my hair cut, like, on Sunday or something, and this kid comes out of a bodega, and he starts doing one of the dances from the from the game. And I'm like, wow, it's just, it's just everywhere. And I know if you're, like, you know, if you're in high school, teachers see it all the time. Like kids just do it to like celebrate or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think specifically if you if you play, you distinctly remember the first time that someone did the take the L dance on you. Ugh. And it's like bound to happen to you like within your first session, I think, because it's just it's so iconic to the game. Uh, it I certainly remember when it happened to me the first time. And you know what I did? I did get mad. But the first thing I did was go onto the shop to see if I could buy it. And then I bought it. <laughs> I spent money on this thing. I can't remember how much it cost, like $5 or 10 Something like absurd in the abstract that I feel like almost embarrassed to admit. But I bought the thing because I thought it was important that the next time that I got a kill, I was going to do it on someone. And then, of course, the time came and I killed someone. But I hadn't practiced how to do it. So oh I, like, fu- I like fucked up doing the dance. And I, I was like, this is my sole mission in life to do this dance on someone. And so like I kept playing until I did it on someone. And then I was like, I don't know what I've become and like why this was so important <laughs> to me. But it's just, 
there's there's something about it. There uh there's something about the dances in that game, the emotes specifically that um cuz it's not even that they're like good like I don't know that they're like dancing in a particularly impressive way, but I think it's that yeah. uh is this they're uncommon like that there's mini dances? Yeah, right? it's like the the floss dance is one. Destiny has that one too, mm-hmm. uh, and the take the L dance. That one comes from the Pennywise the Clown in the most recent It movie. Oh really? Does okay. the leg moving out thing? The L is something that they added into the emote, and like a lot of the skins too come from pop culture. John Wick is a skin, yeah, for instance. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that that's like in there. Yeah, I'm surprised they, it's like fine. Well, I guess they don't they don't call it John Wick as a thing. The fandom calls it John Wick, but I'm surprised that the people who own that kind of likeness aren't like uh Keanu's too nice to push Aww. push like legislate like he he would be too nice to litigate that mm-hmm. he's a kind man that just wants to get through the day <laughs> um you see that picture of him like eating a sub on the sidewalk yes. street <laughs> oh my god I feel Keanu it's so Reeves. funny that he like doesn't even have to really do anything and it becomes a meme I know he just has to like he's just got such a morose face <laughs> And there was, he just, and he's also like a genuinely kind person. One of my favorite videos on the internet of all time is just Keanu Reeves on the subway and he sees, he's got a seat and he sees a woman, you know, that just gets on the train. It's pretty crowded. And he just motions to her and was like, do you want to, do you want to sit down? She's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure you can sit down? Nice guy. He's a nice guy. John Wick is a good movie also. John Wick 2, eh, I don't know. But John Wick, first one, good movie. I've only watched the second one and I missed half of it. Well, not half of it. I missed a good chunk of it because that was when PewDiePie shat the bed and the news was happening. Oh, and like Steven was frantically like texting me like, do you know what this, like, can you, like, can you write this? I was like, no, I'm, I'm at the theater right now. Like I'm on uh, my phone. The perils of this job. You missed John Wick too. Yeah. I've, uh, it was nice to see him get to back together with Morpheus. I just, I missed the part where, uh, what's her face, uh, Rose, is that her name? The the lady who like shaves her head? Oh yeah, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose, yeah, I missed the part where she like fought with him. Yeah, that was a really good fight scene. Um, I love the scene with him in common, the fight scene, that was mm-hmm. a good fight scene also. Maybe two was fine, I don't know. I just like <sighs> soured in my memory a little bit because it was like a little bit over the top. But anyway... Fortnite. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, like, I mean, they're easy to do, the dances. Like, mm-hmm. um, you see a lot of soccer players do them, especially the take the L and the flossing dance. Yeah, it's become, like, a sports phenomenon yeah, now. Yeah, it's really weird. I saw my friend's band is recording a bunch of covers for their album right now, and they, they did the flossing... One of them oh, did really? the flossing dance. Like, they secretly took a took a video of my friend Dylan doing the flossing <laughs> dance while they were in the studio uh-huh, and then posted uh-huh. on their Twitter account. But it's, like, these are... Um, they're dances that come from other things, so people already all know them. But because right. they're so strongly associated with Fortnite, these are their Fortnite dances. Right. So I don't know if is this uncommon for like emotes in other games to have music attached to them? Because I can't remember that being the case on Destiny, but yeah. maybe I'm misremembering. And I think I that's don't... a part of it because like it's not just the take. I feel like when you say take the L, specifically, what happens in my mind is it imagining someone dancing it. It's the 
music. The, the creepy clown music. Yeah. Yeah. God. And that that clown music is so mocking also. Yeah. yeah like that's it's part such of it. a mean spirited emo. And it's the only one in the game that is that mean spirited. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's so frustrating when someone does it to you. And it's interesting too, just to like what degree the emotes aren't just there to like make fun of like aren't just there for competition. Like there's a specific one I can't remember exactly what you do, but it, you kind of like put both your arms up and I and I think it ca- looks like you're kind of begging or something. I can't remember what it is, but mm-hmm. like I want to buy it because I have this fantasy in, in my head that I'm going to play this game and like convince someone not to shoot me. Um, <laughs> because there are a lot of times when it's like, when I just like, when I see someone and I start jumping and I just start, ju- like I'm obviously not shooting them and they like pause for a second because they don't really know what to do or what I'm doing and then they shoot me. I'm like, if that happened to me and someone was like actively not shooting me and they were just like jumping, I'd like jump back yeah. at them. Yeah, it's kind of like, boo- I like I want the equivalent of the booyah thing in Splatoon yeah. in this. And so I have seen some people that like use this the emote where they're like begging and the other person doesn't do anything and That's I kind of want to so befriend someone. There's like a weird language of emotes. I mean, we talked a little bit also, there's like a, a stereotype surrounding skins. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a player that has a rust skin, everybody thinks that you're a big shithead. Yep. Well, John Wick too. I don't know what yeah. it is. Like everyone's always like, fucking John Wick's like they're just like boneheads and I think it's partially because like uh I think Ninja wore the John Wick skin for for a while and like that was his thing and so then a lot of like people who kind of wanted to be like him or even just like you gotta think like who would want to kind of be like John Wick in this game yeah they're not going to be John fucking Wick because it's a game in which like you only have one life and uh You're it's very easy to die like gun kata in here no. yeah like <laughs> it's it's so easy to die and in fact you're probably gonna die right away so the people who are going in there being like i'm gonna be a badass probably aren't i think it's just hard to be a bad like you watch ninja clips and he's fucking amazing but like what most people just do is like they get shot once and it's like wall one wall and then yeah like it's just like ridiculous in, in the abstract i feel like it's so hard to make or even something like um, rocket writing, like I can't do that shit. Yeah, like that's rocket writing looks impossible to me. It really does. I've seen some really cool people building really creatively. Mm-hmm. I saw someone uh, on a highlight reel episode. Someone, uh, someone was up on the top of the tower, so the other person uh, just kept building and building and building until they could just see the guy at the top of the vantage point and then managed to snipe them from the top of their tiny tower. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I love people who just aren't, they like know there are people around them and they don't care. Like they yeah. just keep building up and keep building up and then people keep shooting at them. And I almost feel like I almost never shoot at people who are building up because I'm just like, yeah, why, why would I be that asshole? I kind of want to see how high they get or if someone else shoots them to the ground and then they die yeah and it's funny too because like sometimes people will do it even though they have like really good weapons and there's just something that goes off in their head and just be like fuck it <laughs> it's because it's so easy to start a new game and who cares yeah. right so yeah there is something nice about the speed of games like fortnite like you you die and you get in a new game almost immediately it's like f- totally fun mm-hmm. um but yeah, there's this like the community way more so. And this is something that we didn't talk about on split screen, but I think is relevant to their question of like why this game is so popular. There is like this like really codified language that the players use to speak to each other because it's another game like Splatoon where you can't really talk to other players or don't necessarily want to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes like the the community of Fortnite really strong. 
and really recognizable. You know, PUBG doesn't have these kinds of options. Like you can't. They just introduced like weapon skins, and they all kind of suck. Oh, no, <laughs> they're all like really pretty ugly. Um, and they don't. I have mean, what a concept, really. right? Like. I thought about this. There was this game that let you put like uh, charms on your guns, kind of like you put them on your phone. Mm -hmm. And I remember being obsessed with this, but then I like stopped and thought, like, how weird is it th that it's someone's job to make guns look cool and like trendy yeah. or whatever? And like, I don't mind it when it's like Call of Duty and it's like, oh, the 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 marijuana leaf is just like plastered all over it because yeah. that's just like so like memey. But like the idea of like making something that's like as aesthetically attractive as like a cool shoe or something yeah. is, is kind of like weird that to think about weird. it in the in and yeah in Fortnite they they do that in a way where everything feels really cartoony right so it feels a little bit better because it's like you know like a big acme hammer or something right there, but I feel like there's like, not really uh, I don't feel like there's the same degree of like weapon fetishization because like your weapon might be a literal plunger with like a ninja knife through it and it's just yeah. like so it's so cartoony it's so absurd it's not like yeah i'm gonna kill you with the ar-15 from yeah. like 500 feet and like snipe you in the like yeah it's not like where you're actually learning about bullet you know specific kinds of bullets and specific kinds of like guns the way that you know PUBG. i've learned that people really hate it when you call it plunk bat <laughs> and now I really want to call it plunk bat forever. Yeah, yeah. That's like a rock paper shotguns. I think started talking about that. And anyway, um, it's just like a it's it's like this this two different schools of thought about competitive gaming or just gaming in general. There's people who are really really serious about it and really appreciate the the really like the hard systems of a game like PUBG. And then you know, Fortnite is not as good. The systems aren't as good, and it's a way goofier. And they just keep kind of throwing shit at the game and hoping mm. that something catches on um, and trends happen much faster in Fortnite, I think, than in mm -hmm. PUBG. Mm -hmm. And the, yeah, the like latter I, one. I feel like there's there's an element of the game that is inherently more social. Like, you uh, you know, there's not fucking promposals in PUBG. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the PUBG wasn't used as a thing to, like, measure your relationship because there was that whole thing of, like, oh, if someone texts you back while they're playing. Like, that's the thing yeah. that you experience in almost every game, but, like, for some reason, Fortnite specifically was the one in which it became like a, a meme or whatever. And then there's the dances that you can, yeah. you've, if you've been out in the world, you've probably seen it without even realizing some, if you know some kids. I think part of the reason that it has that virality is because of its cartoonish aesthetic. I feel like it goes more towards like younger kids, teens, and like by sheer force, because teens like know the internet, they'll they'll make it viral you know yeah. whereas like you think about like who's like the stereotypical PUBG player probably goes on reddit and yeah an image know. of jack frags just like jumped in my head when you said stereotypical PUBG player and i love jack frags but that's just who i picture mm -hmm. it's just like someone in their mid-20s with a beard who goes on reddit <laughs> you know someone who's a little yeah, bit it's, more it's interesting you know. that you specifically uh imagined a dude because that's another thing that fortnite has going for it like i know so many women who are playing it's it's kind of got, got that overwatch yeah overwatchy uh factor to yeah, it like and... my cousin who doesn't play games at fucking all she's like 
a lawyer who like is extremely busy and like I got on Instagram and she's uploading one. She's like, that's amazing. She was like, where, where are we not dropping now, boys? I'm like, what the fuck? Oh <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, no, no, my two roommates, they don't play games at all. One of them did request that I buy Wolfenstein so that she could shoot some Nazis, which mm-hmm. I'm still going to get on that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't play games at all, but they were both interested in knowing what Fortnite was. Like they both know who Drake is. So they, right. they were like, what's this game? Kina? You know, like, what is it? Well, it looks friendlier. Like I said, like uh, th- there's something about PUBG that just looks so like dour and like somber, and like you show it, it to looks... someone, and it's like, oh, it's a stereotypical shooter, right? Where... It looks like Counter Strike Global Offensive. You yeah, know? and it's and it's interesting too because like I've talked to some artists, and there are so many people who really hate the look of Fortnite. They hate the like the uh, color palette. They hate what the characters look like. But it's so interesting that there's that dichotomy between like people who have taste in like art and then people who play the game and it's like just has this mass appeal that is that is not like yeah i mean people still see like dreamworks animated pictures right right i think most of those movies like like boss baby and uh-huh. shit i think they look like complete warmed up oh yeah ass, i saw you know? i saw boss baby recently and I was oh like, my god everyone had that like dreamworks face and yeah, like that was kind the of weird like, smirk face yeah it's so hard to describe but i <sighs> And I think the same thing is happening here. And I think there's somewhat of a class element to it because they, I think they stylized it to the degree that they did because it's easier to make that run on like, yeah. on uh, cheaper hardware. So yeah, it doesn't look as true. like, um, it's the same thing with like Overwatch or TF2 or whatever. Although I like, I actually like Overwatch's, well, I say that, but did you see that meme where it's like every woman has the same face? Yes. So, m- Maybe they've lost a little bit of that uh, design spark. It's it comes and goes. Like uh, yeah. you look at someone like Moira, and everyone's going crazy over how she looks like a lesbian. I guess yeah, I she looks know, like, like a lesbian, like a she dom like or something. Like a, I don't know, a lesbian David Bowie dom. Yeah, or I just saw a bunch of. She uh, looks like Annie Lennox huh. from the Eurythmics. So, but then you get someone like uh, Brigitte. Is that how you pronounce her name, Bridget? Br- Brigitte, Brigitte, Brigitte yeah. uh, something like that. Uh, and she just has generic face with, yeah, like with armor. brown, yeah, brown hair, know. generic face. Yeah, I mean, there's. I guess they can't all be winners. Yeah, they've they've That's been true. around for long enough that like, of course, some some. Well, of them if you think dubs. about though, like, uh, there's been so many hero shooters that have tried to come even close to what Overwatch's appeal, and none of them, none mm-hmm. of them have made it. And like, you might as well, you know, Overwatch is you know gunning was gunning for the Team Fortress Two money, but mm-hmm. it's completely overtaken Team Fortress Two in popularity. Yeah, I I wonder that, though that like, sort of like bright, cartoony, soft edges animation style that Team Fortress Two did like also um, have. It is like really easy on the eyes. The bright mm-hmm. colors, you know, we're all kind of magpies at the end of the day. We like to go <laughs> through the shiniest thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I I really get it. It does look more approachable. It looks nicer. It looks like a less scary. Yeah, it looks like a game if your kid is playing it and you're a parent. You're like, yeah. That's fine. That's I'm fine. Like, yeah. 
They this is a nice game. game. Yeah. 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 Whereas Who's I don't know that, that people. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden you'd like get on your mom's computer and then her search history is like all Moira and you're <laughs> yeah. just like, what's the <laughs> Learn something new about my mom today. <laughs> you know, I, whenever I think about Moira, I can't stop. Someone made a meme when she was first announced that was like, she's got two options, bone hurting juice and bone healing juice. <laughs> I thought it was bone specifically. Oh, my bones. Oh, bone hurting juice. Bone hurting juice is this meme that I don't understand. What is where, it? I don't know where this meme came from. If you know where bone hurting juice originated, please let me know. Because all I know is one day I decided on Twitter and everyone was just tweeting, ooh, my bones. I'm just imagining a bunch of skeletons. Yeah. Like, just drinking all that bone hurting juice. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, you've been playing God of War. What oh, do you think? A fuck ton of God of War. It's like really weird to play a game as my father. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I've been liking this game more than I thought I would. I have like a some disdain for most narratives about dads who have problems. Well, because I feel like it's it's been overdone well, right? I mean, like you know, in you, games. Well, you, in in media in general. In right? media like, in general, especially in games so you're starting to see old guard game developer people turn 40, have children and then make a game about being a parent. That's The, the Last of Us, Infi- BioShock Infinite. Um those are the two like most prominent examples. But there are, but there are a bunch of other there's ones. There's a bunch of other ones. Um and this one, Corley, Corey Balrog, Balrog, I think so. Um, <laughs> he Barlog, there we go. He is also, you know, not too recently, but he's a father of a kid around the age of Atreus in the game, and he's talked a little bit about his uh, his relationship to his kid. Apparently, based a bunch of Atreus's. Um, characterization on his own huh. child which is pretty cool because it makes it, me really endeared to his son yeah and I mean, a nice little guy yeah i've only played through the intro and he definitely doesn't just seem like this ai that follows you around he seems to actually talk like a child yeah uh, like that there's that and also uh Makes you scared in the same way that a child does, because like you, you played through that. I guess this is mild spoilers, where you kill that first troll and he just goes like wild, hog yep. wild on it. And he's like, "You, you mean nothing to me." I'm like, yeah. "That's a, that's a hard parenting." Yeah, moment. there's yeah. a lot of this in here where I feel like it's it, my my big issue with Bioshock Infinite, especially, mm-hmm. was that. Uh, Elizabeth was never really like a person. No, she was there to like be useful to the player. Either uh, mechanically, when you're in a fight, she gives you stuff, or mm-hmm. if you while you're walking around, she like points out things of, yeah. of interest, and she like kind of goes. She's over. this big doe-eyed Disney princess who does not really have her own narrative. She's an object in your story, and she ends up all powerful, but she does not really have uh, anything of her own going for her. Whereas mm-hmm. Atreus, like, even in that intro, you kind of get a feeling for what Kratos is afraid of for his son. Right. Like, when he sees him, like, stabbing the shit out of the troll that's already dead, he's like, oh, holy shit, like, I can't let my child be like this. Mm-hmm. I and, and I mean, you kind of get the, because he's a god, right? So I yeah. have, I'm not that far, but I assume the kid also must have some some destiny that he keeps saying, like, you're not ready, and, like, well, what is it? I'm not yeah. far enough to to know, but, like, I kind of get the sense that he is meant to yeah. be someone, and he's, like, trying to prepare him. Um, I'll just say, if I got to play a dad game, I'm glad this is the dad game I'm playing. I feel like this game 
goes a little bit further into actual themes of parenting mm-hmm. that players of any gender could understand and relate to. I definitely see a lot of my own father in Kratos, like my own father's frustrations and fears, and it's making me relate to him a little bit mm-hmm. more. And I, in fact, like, if I ever get a chance to, like, sit down and put my father in front of a video game, it would probably be this, be one. this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is frustrating sometimes to see a lot of people dismiss this game out of hand just because it is about being a dad. Yeah, and I get it. People are tired, and I'm like, I I'm not going to really, tell anyone to play this game I'm, if they don't want to. Uh, yeah. I would really love for there to be a momification of yeah. games because it would be such a different game. Like, I, I can't even imagine what it would be because we're only starting to kind of see that in uh, media. Yeah. And, like, in, in general, like, uh, and a lot of times when moms are depicted, they're, uh, they're like, the person who ruins the fun, the, yeah. like, the harpy, the whatever. Like, you look at Skylar in, in Breaking Bad and, like, yeah. and, like, I don't even think that she acted in a in a way that, wasn't uh like i feel like any sane person would act in the way that she did but everyone took it as like oh she's she doesn't appreciate him enough or whatever so i think and i don't know if how likely it is that we'll get a like a mom game that feels true just given how uh many men make games and yeah who knows i'm sure someone's probably capable of it but the the trailer for that new gabrielle union movie that upcoming um it's called break in no and it's like gabrielle union and her kids are going back to their old house which is this insane panic room house and while they're there some people try to break in but her kids are inside and Gabrielle Union is outside and the panic room stuff has all come down. So she has to break back into her house and also beat wow. the shit out of these guys. And it is definitely one of the, it's like she's a mom. She would do anything for her kids. Um, and it that seems sounds like the like, tagline. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like it. I mean, I love Gabrielle Union. She's fantastic. Uh, this movie comes out on Mother's Day, which is oh. a uh, smart move, y'all. Um, and I wish that there was a video game version of that. Like, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sounds like an incredibly fun, like, imagine that as a stealth I just, game. Yeah, I feel like the dynamics would be completely different because I feel like so many dad games are about the detachment that you feel towards your kids because a lot of game developers have to spend so many hours in the office. So, like, they innately just don't, yeah. they don't spend enough time with their kids generally. And so, like, you see that in the game. It's, like, about, try like, feeling so distant from your kid. Whereas like, I feel like if you're a mom, generally speaking, you see a lot of your kid and you have like a way more like complex and like yeah. tough relationship usually. I, yeah. I don't I guess I don't want to speak for anyone. Uh, Brave, the, the Pixar movie with Merida. Which a lot of people really didn't like. And I, it spoke to me on, so I'm not saying yeah. that it was like a good movie, but I feel like that specific relationship yeah. was like really good and interesting. And yeah. I, and the I, relationship between the mother and the daughter, I didn't really like the movie all the way through. Like, yeah. it wasn't yeah. my favorite, but like, I definitely thought that the way that that relationship was developed was really nuanced and interesting because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, sometimes, you know, the that relationship, the mother daughter relationship is really fraught and like, mm-hmm. It's just a struggle to try to understand just, each other. I, it And it's fraught partially because society puts so many uh, pressures on, like, what being a good mom means. And it's, yeah. so, it's so impossible to be a good mom in other people's eyes unless you, like, literally give everything up except for being a mom. And even then, like, you know, you're always going to get advice on, like, what you should feed your kid and, like, yep. when you should feed your kid. And, like, wh- like, every single aspect of it is, like, 
so complicated. So just, yeah, I've, I've gone down the mommy blog rabbit hole oh, sometimes. It's really, really terrifying just to see the links that a lot of these women are going through to look like the perfect mom to outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like even being in parts of Brooklyn where you see the moms address their children like little French fra- train conductors. <laughs> Like, have you seen? Like, it's no, really, really cute, but it's like, how do you have the time to do like a perfect well, crown braid? I've heard that uh, having a kid in, in New York is particularly stressful because, like, there's like elite pre K schools that you have to like oh fight for to get in, and I've it's heard like this super uh, selective. And it's like, if you don't get into that school, then like that already like lessens your chances that you're going to get to like a good college and like blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I can't even imagine. Whereas with dad, it's like, Kratos doesn't know if he can put his hand on his child's shoulder, whereas, like, I can't even imagine what the mom went through. You yeah, know? well, you know, I I do try to think about what this game would be like if Kratos' wife was um, alive. Because mm-hmm. she seems like a really interesting character, this woman that um, was a good enough fighter in her own right to woo the god of war. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would love to and see she, she taught, story. she taught the kid how to hunt. Yeah, right, so. yeah. And she spent... A lot of her time with her son, who's a really comp, and taught her son all of these old myths and some of the old language. It's really, really cool. Um, and I wish that I, like, I wish the game, uh, had her in it. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And that's just like that's a complaint I will always agree with. Is like if you present to me a, a female character that sounds really interesting, and then you don't let me actually see or interact with her like i'm gonna be frustrated because yeah. well it's kind of like the, Z- the zelda yeah it, again it's a totally like the zelda thing where it's just like oh i like this story but i'm this other guy yeah uh so for me i've started playing it uh and i don't know that i'm really all that interested in the father-son relationship i mean it's obviously w- well written for me it's more that i'm interested in playing this because it seems to actively confront the legacy of the series because the entire idea is that like, you know that Kratos has been this hyper-violent, like whatever, like problematic, whatever dude in previous games. And in this one, it's explicitly about how he doesn't want to pass that on to his kid, right? Yeah. And like, that's what, I, that's what I'm interested in. Even though I haven't really uh, played, and I've played like the demo of, of one of them, but uh, I just saw like snippets of some of the things that were in them. I'm like, I don't know if that's my kind of game, but I really like the idea of like confronting, specifically confronting itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to give anything away, mm-hmm. I do not think you'll be disappointed. I got to a very pivotal, there is an article up on Kotaku, a, a chat between Jason, Kirk, and uh, Chris Kohler that is about the specific moment I got to last night. Oh. And it um, really... It's a, a a game that is not afraid to turn everything emotionally on its head mm-hmm. um, from the previous games. I also had like basically negative interest in God of War prior to this game, uh-huh. uh, and I picked up God of War just because all our coworkers were saying ad nauseum how good of a game it was, and I'm just like, well, I might as well see what it's all about, and mm-hmm. I'm very surprised at how much I like it. Um, yeah, it seems... <clears throat> More emotionally honest than other games is kind yeah. of what I've what I've gotten from it. Everyone in this game is a big old mess. Uh. Like everybody has a a big capital P problem. I'm really impressed by the writing. Yeah, here. like one of the first uh, enemies that you meet, and he's just called the stranger. I'm sure you find out who he actually is. 
he just keeps yelling at you at how he can't feel anything. And I'm like, are you okay, buddy? I know we're like <laughs> punching each other in the face, like and destroying everything around us, but it sounds like you're going through something. That sounds yeah. like a. I'm kind of horny for the stranger. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like this gr- like grizzled dude covered in glowing tattoos. It's like my catnip. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like Conor McGregor. Oh my god, he kind of does. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> So you still haven't found out who he is? Um, how, how, I uh, have. I don't want to okay. tell you anything. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I've, that was that was a good twist. The fact that you like because he comes up to your house and he just looks like a drunkard or something, and then you find yeah. out no, no, this he's guy's, gonna kick your ass. Yeah, he's just as powerful. Um, I really like how quickly this game throws you in the shit too. Like when I got to that fight, I was like, I don't know that I am ready to do mm-hmm. this, and then I. So quickly learned the mechanics of the game through that fight. It made me feel like this game is does a good job of making you feel smart and making you feel like you understand its systems. So it eases you into things like not in a drip feedy way, but just like at the very moment you think, man, I wish I just had this kind of thing. The game will hand it to you. Mm-hmm. Like the Spartan rage mechanic is introduced in that fight. And that's when you just think I am about to die. And I really wish that. I could just beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and then they're like, Spartan Rage is available. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, and like that fight, I think was a really good example of how smart this game design is at, at leading the player to making them, leading them into the guided moments, but making them think that they thought of it themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, good, it's a good smart game. <laughs> Speaking of horny for things. Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> So we were talking today. We should just have this as a segment. And I, I think. What are people horny for this week? Gita? What are people horny for this week? Okay. Well, I've been playing uh, Hogwarts Mystery, the new Harry Potter mobile game. And it is a frustrating microtransaction-y mess. But I really like all the new characters. I feel bad that you've had to play uh, so many of these like microtransaction-y Yeah, based uh, on games. beloved franchises that I personally identify with. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you know, I'm not. I love mobile gaming, honestly. I do. I spend a lot of time on my phone. I spend a lot of time in transit. Um, and I think that everybody has the right to play a quality game yeah. on their iPhone just to kill the time. It's It shouldn't be quite so arduous of a process to just be able to play a game on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All the new characters, though, in... Uh, Hogwarts Mystery. I think they're all great. Your best friend is oh, this... These aren't characters from the books. They're like brand they're new. They're brand new. Because oh, okay. uh, this place takes place in the 80s when the boy who lived Harry Potter was just was like a, a child. Okay. Uh, not yet at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So you will meet characters like Bill, Wils- Bill Weasley and Nymphador Tonks who are from the canon but later on in the game. Mm-hmm. So right now you're meeting all of the new original characters. And so you have a best friend who will be either a guy or a girl, depending on what gender you choose. Uh, they'll match your gender. Uh, Rowan, and they in my game she's a she. She's like a great little nerd. I love her. She's adorable. Uh, you meet her and she's like, I'm a fucking weirdo and I don't have any friends. And you're like, well, Aww. I'll be your friend. And she's really sweet and very loyal and I really love her. Um, 
and then you meet your rival who is Marilda Snide. God, the names in this, <laughs> in I this franchise. They're... Marilda? Marilda? Marilda. Yeah. It's an interesting, it, like... She's a yeah. Slytherin. Mouth, mouthfeel. The mouthfeel of that name is really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Marilda Snide, she is, she's got like a, a haggard looking smoky eye and like one like puff of orange hair and like in her, in her brown like a mess. And she is the meanest, meanest person possible. She calls you a mudblood immediately, or she calls, oh uh, yeah, she calls you a mudblood immediately. You have an older brother in the game that's been expelled from Hogwarts, so she can't stop bringing a, you, that up and like deliberately tries to get you expelled repeatedly. Wow. And guess who people are horny for in Harry Potter fandom? <laughs> is it her? It's her. <laughs> they want Marilda to step on her. Step Wait, on I need you. to see a picture of this. Can you show me? A, uh, uh, yeah, hang I'm on. Like... Let's see. Let me open up Google. Because when I was looking for people reacting to the microtransactions, all I could also see, I, what I was seeing on Tumblr was people also be like, y'all need Jesus if you want to like, <laughs> get stepped up by Marilda's night. Yeah, I mean, that's a good measure of a, of a meme. If you have to say y'all need Jesus, <laughs> then it's probably a good meme. Yeah. <laughs> like bone juice. Uh, bone hurting bone ju- juice. Yeah. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need yep. fucking Jesus. Yeah, so Marilda's night, sorry. Um, that's still a. It's still like a lot. Yeah, she has. I wonder if like J.K. Rowling has like rules for like the kinds of names that like someone at Slytherin. Oh, I bet she to... does. I I'm sure she does. Um, <laughs> let me see. Here you go. Oh, she does have sort so of like mad. like that mad Slytherin look that I think people really vibe with. You know, it's mm-hmm. the smoky eye, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she looks so, so mean. Mad. Though. She looks she looks like she's having a tough time. She's like. <laughs> She does. Yeah, why is she just making this face? You know, they kind of look like the characters in Life is Strange. They kind of do. I'm surprised at how well this game runs on a phone. I mean, obviously, it's because they're all pre-rendered scenes. Um, but it's all like 3D graphics, and it's impressive to me that it does not slow my phone down and drain all its battery. Mm-hmm. Um, because they do have this nice cartoony look. Like, it's very exaggerated. Like, you can tell more wild to think what can run on a phone yeah now. right it's crazy you can play fortnite on a phone yeah what the fuck that blows my that blows my mind to think about i just did not believe that could happen like even i need to get a new phone but like even my slightly old phone can run like f- pretty much full-scale video games now what the fuck man we live in the future <laughs> it's blowing my mind so wait a minute so people are horny for is she a kid how old is she? Harry Potter fandom has always been real loosey-goosey with uh, uh, character ages. You say loosey-goosey, I'm like, Hufflepuff name. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, this was like controversial back in the day on LiveJournal and it led to a lot of pornographic Harry Potter fan fiction communities being suspended from LiveJournal where, yeah, these characters are ages 11 to 17, so none of them are legal. Mm-hmm. But, you know... They, I guess they there's date also like a stuff. right. They date, and I think there's also that complicated factor that a lot of us grew up when we were yeah that age, and then yeah. So like thinking about when you're 16, thinking about a 16 year old have sex, having sex doesn't feel that weird. Yeah, because you're like I'm 16 and I'm also having sex. Yeah. Um, but when you're an adult, it's just sort of like 
oh, it's freaky that there's porn about this. But like you have yeah. to think most of this porn was made by people who are pretty young. Right. Who right. are also developing their own sexuality. But yeah, when you meet Marilla, she's 11. It's really weird. Like people are talking about her in a romantic way. But it's also just like people, if they are going to draw her in a romantic way, what they're going to say is in this drawing, we're like six year, mm-hmm. we're 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And like that's just kind of always the way it's been in Harry Potter fandom. Like, you know, and now I'm just thinking that they should make a Harry Potter dating game or something, or like, or like a per- Persona esque game. Yes, you're yes. like immediately like that's all that I've ever wanted is like an 80 hour Persona esque Harry Potter RPG, yeah, in which you're like managing which classes you take and yes. who you become friends with, and yes, yeah. there could be dungeon crawling. They have yeah. dungeons in Hogwarts. Which, what the fuck? I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, it's weird you know, place. now that I think about it, there's something very video gamey about that, that, like, the place that you go to school to just has dungeons where you can, like, spelunk. Yeah, there's so many secret parts of Hogwarts that students just discover. And the games themselves are structured in a pretty video gamey way. Have you, you played have any semesters. of the, um, of the licensed Harry Potter games? Are they no, any I good? I played a little bit of Harry Potter Lego, which was the supposedly the best of all of them. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, you know, it was fine. I don't really love the Lego I just, games. Did, have you played Pottermore? I, tr- I feel like I Pottermore? signed up for it and I... Uh, I just didn't know what it was. Like, it's an well, MMO, it's like an interactive um, encyclopedia more than it is oh, a game. Really? Although it does allow you to take sorting hat quizzes and, like, you can find your Patronus and, and stuff That's like that. That's so weird. I it, thought they were making an MMO, like like World of Warcraft or something. Yeah, shit. I did, too, when I signed up for it. But, no, it's just, like, an encyclopedia of Harry Potter stuff. It's, like, a bunch of ads for upcoming Harry Potter franchise things. Huh. So like when the the new when the Fantastic Beast movie was coming out, they mm-hmm. um they released oh Pottermore is getting updated with uh, information on the American Wizarding School stuff, mm-hmm. and is, it, that's all just an advertisement. Do for a Fantastic lot of people Beast. use it? I don't know. I think so. Um, I can't like I I don't have a good grasp on what the Harry Potter fandom is like now and how big it is now. Like I assume it's doing well enough if we keep getting movies yeah right? but i assume it's still massive it's not as centralized as it used to be this was a fandom that made it big on live journal which was very centralized where you could know exactly where to go to find the harry potter stuff mm-hmm. that a lot of those people have grown up and moved on at this point but you still see them crawling those big name fans crawling up out of the woodwork and they're are still people that are dedicated to producing more derivative works, more mm-hmm. fan art. Mm-hmm. It's been a really cool shift in how the fandom visualizes Harry Potter. So I think a lot of people have also realized that they can move away from the movie depictions if they mm-hmm. want to. So um, now a lot, a lot of people draw fan art, draw Harry Potter as Indian, which I always huh. I thought was super interesting. Um, and a lot of people who draw fan art also draw Hermione as black. Uh, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. yeah. Black Hermione has been a thing the fandoms wanted for a long time because they describe her and she Wasn't comes out. Wasn't there a controversy recently where like people were mad that Hermione wasn't black or something? I can't no, remember. No, people were upset that the play cast her as black. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was I feel like that just makes it more shit. interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, she's introduced as this know-it-all character with bushy hair and glasses and buck teeth. And you have to understand, when I was 11, I had braces and, like, Coke bottle glasses. Mm-hmm. And I did not yet know how to do my hair. So my mother was, like, personally offended when they cast – they did not cast me as Hermione in the movie. Because oh. she was like, that's just a description Wait, of now you. That I, yeah, now that I think about it, the f- 
the Hermione uh, Emma Watson didn't really look like that when no. she was. They asked. had to like back comb her hair to make it bushy. Oh. So um, wait, so they so they did make it bushy. I just don't even. Rem- I in the first like, movie, it was like not. It wasn't. It was straight, but it was teased in the bottom, so oh, it was bushy. Okay. But then as it went on, they, her hair was just sleek and curly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. It's just not what Hermione Granger is described as. Right. I'm like planning a Harry Potter marathon, and I know I'm gonna be so weirded out watching the first movie because they all just look like babies. Yeah, that movie's real boring. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, yeah. So you might wanna. I'm just. I'm gonna get high for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first two you might have to honestly. Like once the third one, it's a uh, Alfonso Cuarón um, directing, and it's so 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 good. And then the rest of them are David Yates, and they're, like, pretty good. I really liked the fourth one. Um, it adds in a couple of things that I think flesh out some of the bo- movie the movie a little bit. Um, plus, it's got uh, Robert Patterson as Cedric Diggory. Mm-hmm. So he... Do you see him in Good Time? I like no. I, I, It's like this thriller where he has to get his... Because uh, he robs a bank with uh, his cousin, I think. I think they're related, but I'm not entirely sure how. Um, and the cousin is like developmentally disabled in some way and he gets caught. And so like the entire movie is Robert Pattinson trying to break out his cousin from, uh, prison. And, but the thing is he has like this New Yorker accent, but like every time I look at him, I can't get over all the characters that he's played. Like I can't see him as my favorite role of his, um, is the main character in Cosmopolis, which is based on this Don DeLillo novel, and it is directed by, um, what's his name, who did uh, The Fly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is like this absurd, meandering movie where it, the president's in town, but uh, the ruthless capitalist that Robert Pattinson is playing demands that his limo driver drive him across town to get a haircut even though they're going to be blocked by the parade and just a series of people come in and out of the limousine and he has an affair he tries to have sex are you serious yeah. is it in, in the limousine almost, the entire time he gets out of it at the end um and that he goes to meet james gandolfini who has been trying to kill him the entire movie what so he points a gun at james gandolfini and then like sort of looks at it and then points it at his hand and shoots himself in the hand. And this like character he's what? playing is like the human embodiment of capitalism. And I'm like, yeah, that would happen <laughs> if capitalism was a person. Instead of murdering the person who's trying to kill him, he, he would just shoot himself in the hand. It's a My great, mind is blown. It's a great movie. It's so <laughs> funny. It's 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 also great because James Pat- uh, Robert Pattinson is just playing it the way he plays Edward from Twilight. Nice. Yeah, it's it's the first. I mean, that already sounds did. way more interesting. Yeah, oh, it's the first movie since he um, first movie did post Twilight, and you can oh, really no tell wonder. Okay, he's like getting sense. it all out of his system. Like he needs to just now. It makes more sense. Yeah, okay. it's 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 great. I find it incredibly funny, but it's one of those dark humor movies. Um, one of the shots from that movie I've also seen in a bunch of like right wing chud roundups of like this is what happens at, at protests, people just riot. I was like, no, that's a scene from Cosmopolis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Um so I think that is gonna be it for us this week. Um if you want to get in contact with us, you can find our work on Kotaku.com. Uh, you can email us at favethis at Kotaku.com or tweet at either of us with the hashtag favethis. 
I um, want to give a shout out and thanks to Melamix for doing our theme songs, Scott Wood for doing the commercial music, and uh, Levi Sharp, who's in the booth, who's listening to us and helped us out record this. Um, and you can find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you do, it'd be really, really helpful if you left a review or gave us a rating. It just helps with visibility. Uh, and I do actually read all of the reviews. And when you leave a nice one, I smile to myself. Um, and sometimes you read them. Sometimes I read them. Maybe next episode I'll read, read a few. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. You'll find us next week Bye. here. Bye.